Hey everyone, welcome back to Bottles and Bottles, the uncut, unfiltered, unprepared podcast where we talk a little bit about whiskey and a lot about the journey of becoming a first-time dad. Bet you didn't know I could say it that fast. Uh, welcome back. Uh, Corbin here solo again because Adam and Bill are bums. Morgan is working, which is fine. And the baby is around here somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know. I'm sure. I think. Just kidding. He's down at the grandparents' house, so I figured what a better way to spend my time than sit in front of the camera on the microphone and uh, share some thoughts with you. Today's topic is what it's like coming home with a newborn. I did take some notes because I, I kind of wanted to break this down into topics, the emotional side, the clinical side, and the logistical side. Seemed seemed uh, fair enough to me. The, this topic came up because a friend of mine is uh, getting close to having a baby, and he kind of asked me, Hey, what's it, what's it like coming home? You know, is it, is it like, is it like getting a new product? Like, cause you, there's no instruction manual, you know, it's, I think about getting like a new, a new laptop and you take out the instruction manual and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, I mean, I wish there was an instruction manual. I actually wish we would have taken more notes at the hospital, but Morgan's kind of my, my notebook since she's a labor and delivery nurse. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we dig into that, I'm drinking 1792 Bottled and Bond. This, for those of you who aren't watching, this is the, the 1792 with a yellow band on top. This is probably one of my top 10 favorite whiskeys. I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I've, I've always liked this one. Haven't been able to find it in the Cleveland area uh, or in Ohio for, for that matter. I, I think it's pretty hard to find. I was able to trade for this one. So one one of my favorites though. I, I love it. It's um it comes from the Barton 1792 Distillery, which is a Sazerac company. Fun fact. And it's another fun fact. It's also the oldest fully operating distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. That's pretty neat. So uh obviously distilled and bottled there. Uh hundred proof, which is fifty percent alcohol. And, um, I think they do like one batch every fall. I think that's how they do these. I think they do it like one batch every fall. Um, $36 is the MSRP on it. Again, I I probably traded uh, my trade probably valued this at about 55, $60, totally worth it. In my opinion, I get a lot of caramel, vanilla, and definitely some spice in there. This is a higher rye content. They don't put the mash bill on here, aka the recipe. They don't put that on the on the bottle or on the website or anything. But I think most people are kind of factoring in. It's it's probably about fifteen to twenty five percent rye, so it does have a little bit of spice to it. Spice is different than burn. When I when I say spice, I don't I don't mean that it's gonna burn go don't going down your throat or anything like that. It's it's not the alcohol uh, hotness. It's it's a it's an herbal spiciness. Um, and then I also get a little banana and I think that that might just be the, the bottle playing tricks on me because it is a yellow band. It kind of looks, looks like a banana. I don't know. One of my favorites though, if you ever see it totally worth the buy in my opinion. So while I'm sipping on that, let's, uh, let's dig into the first topic, which is the emotional side. What's it like coming home with a newborn? (sighs) Oh. It, I needed the time to process this. I couldn't have I couldn't have answered this question 
months ago. You know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking coming home through like the first month or so of, of him being born, there's, there's no way that I could, I could have been able to answer this because you need time to decompress. You need time to sit back and think about it. And that's why I was kind of taking notes uh, just before I started here. You know, what, what was it like? I was very happy. We were in the hospital for about four days or so. Our son was born with jaundice. I don't know all the the technical terms around jaundice. All I know is that the baby looks more orange. Certain levels of something are off, and they have to go into what looks like a tanning bed. It's like not even kidding. They they like put these goggles on them and stuff. They're uh, they look like they they're something that would like go on a build a bear. Like I just I picture like a little tanning bed for a build a bear. That's what it. That's what it looked like to me. Um, but anyways, we were we had that going on, so we were in the hospital a little bit longer than we thought. So honestly, when we got home, we were just happy to be out of the hospital. Amazing staff at the hospital, but man, that thing felt more and more like a jail cell. We had, we had a window that was probably about the size of my 27-inch computer screen. Like that was it, bars on it and everything. Pretty cool. But no, it really did feel like a jail cell, and we were just we just wanted to get home. And when we did that, um, it was a relief. But th- there's also like this unsettling feeling because now what? Now what do you do? What do I do? What do I do with the baby? And I will say, all you can really do is is be in the moment, be in the moment with the baby and the and and your partner, or your family. That's kind of what we did. Um, it was a lot harder, I think, for Morgan coming home, and I didn't realize how much pain and discomfort a woman could be in after birth, um, postpartum, I think is the technical term. When you see a birth on TV or in a movie or something like that, yes, they show them cussing people out, swearing like a sailor during the process, um, I think of friends and in, in the office, you know, friends when Rachel's having the baby and in the office when, when Pam is having the baby. And that's, that's been my, my most experienced moments as far as childbirth goes up until my son was born. So they don't really show the after effects of, of this kind of stuff. And we came out, we came out of the situation good. Uh, how do I put this without being too graphic? cosmetically, we had a, a pretty good, uh, outcome on, on that end on, and on Morgan's end, let's just say that. So everything was, was good there, but still the pain and discomfort that she was in. I mean, I was literally walking her to the bathroom and around the hospital and around our house for, for a couple weeks. Like it's, it's no joke. And she's tough too. Like she, she's, she's a tough girl. I've seen her go through some stuff. I remember I slammed her finger accidentally once in the, uh, between the, between the lawnmower idle and the, and the handle and she, she took it like a champ. So, <laughs> um, no, we, I, that's just something I didn't, I didn't foresee. I didn't see me taking care of two people. I knew when I got home, a lot of diapers, a lot less sleep. We'll get to that in a minute, but I didn't expect to st- to have the, uh, it certainly wasn't a burden, but I didn't expect to have the responsibility of, of taking care of two people. Um, let alone one that I have no clue. I mean, it's a baby. 
it's it's not a it's not a dog. I've had pets before, but you know you can't. Uh, it's frowned upon to to put a baby in a dog cage, which you can't. You just can't do. So <clears throat> emotionally, I didn't have a ton of time to react or to think about it because I was so busy with things. And my advice would be to to take a step back if you do bring a newborn home, and I'll certainly do this next time. Hopefully, there is a next time to kind of sit down with the family or maybe not in Morgan's case because she wasn't sitting too well. Maybe stand there with your family and just soak in the moment. Soak in the moment of being home uh, with your family and and knowing that, you know, you, you've got each other, you've got the family, you've got support and all that kind of stuff. So emotionally, that's that's about all I could do. Everything was a blur. Everything was a blur. I felt like I was in the twilight zone for a while. Um, clinically... kind of going back to that uneasiness. So that's where the uneasiness comes into play because you don't have the hospital staff there telling you these things. You don't have them to lean on. Although again, I do because Morgan's Morgan's profession, but most people don't. And when you're in the hospital, they give you sheets of paper and things like that to, to tell you what to do, but you don't remember it. You can't find any of that stuff. And nor do you want to look for it. So I think uh, clinically is, is is the toughest part because you want to make sure, especially with, you know, like our baby had, had jaundice and I had to make sure that he was uh, getting enough food, which is tough when you're breastfeeding. I'm not breastfeeding. I tried it once. It just didn't work. Um, when Morgan's breastfeeding, I was joking, by the way. I did not actually try breastfeeding. Um, But I had to try and track how long he was eating and what the the result of that was. Result meaning diaper changes, consistency, buoyancy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was trying to track everything because we had to make sure he was getting enough food to flush those things out of a system to get rid of his jaundice. I guess that's how you do it. And that was, that was, uh, that was a big clinical task that I was leaning on the hospital for when we were there and, and couldn't do that when we got home. So I took the reins. Uh, I wanted to give Morgan every moment of rest and sleep that, that she, she could possibly get. And then, and luckily I don't, I don't need a ton of sleep to, to operate on. So that, that was kind of cool. Um, was, was, the fact that I actually have a chart for three months, I think it was, of every time my son pooped. That's pretty cool. I'm going to give him that like on his on his 18th birthday. Here you go, son. Uh, you earned it. <clears throat> but um, going back to the clinical side, taking care of Morgan, taking care of the baby, and just not knowing if you're doing things properly is 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 kind of the kind of the hardest part of of the first month or two really and um yeah i'm i'm just kind of sitting here reflecting on it it, it was kind of crazy but at any rate that that's clinically that's what you're going to have to deal with you're not always going to know how much to feed a baby when to feed a baby uh does this poop no- look normal we still say that probably once a day hey does this look, does this look good? I know you're eating, you know, oatmeal with cinnamon 
cinnamon sugar on top and, and brown sugar and all that stuff. But does this look right? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, end of, end of my, my oatmeal, uh, breakfasts for a while after watching a baby poop for five months. Um, so that's, that's clinical side logistics kind of follows the clinical side, right? It's, it's a combination of taking care of people, but it's also a combination of sleep changes. Although our son was pretty good with sleep it, uh, it early on, not anymore. Thank you very much. Um, we were, we were pretty blessed. We were able to get a, a good three to four hours of sleep at a time in the early stages, and that even stretched into six to seven hours at one period. I would, man, I would, I would, I would pay a lot of money to be able to, to do that right now because <laughs> we're just not getting it right now where we pretty much max out at like three hours of sleep at a time at any given point of the day. His na- right now his naps are 30 to 40 minutes long. And then at night we get a three hour window of sleep. By the time we fall asleep, it's like he's getting back up. But early on was was pretty good. And I think that's something a lot of people tell you, oh, you're not gonna get any sleep. You're not gonna have time for anything. I don't know. We we were okay. We we did okay. We worked as a team and if you work as a team and uh, have a baby that's sleeping pretty well, then then you're in pretty good shape. So my thing logistically was I was so paranoid because of the jaundice and because Morgan was out, out for the count, I was, I would get too paranoid and every sound that he would make, I would like jump up and, and go check on him or something like that until Morgan was like, you just got to stop. You got to stop doing this. He's fine. We're right here. We've got the, the baby monitor on him. He's literally sleeping next to us. He's okay. Um, but I mean, other than, yeah, you're changing diapers and you're sleeping. A little bit of an adjustment there. I was blessed to have some time off of work. Morgan was off of work. So logistically wasn't too bad. And the one thing I will say, you do a lot more laundry than, like I was doing a lot more laundry than I was expecting. We had like seven pairs of pajamas and I'm, I just kept telling Morgan, we're good. We're fine with that because we didn't know the gender. So it's not like we're going to go buy a bunch of dresses. We're not going to go buy a bunch of, you know, little outfits with basketballs, whatever on them. I don't know. Um, because we didn't know the gender. So we just had like very neutral pajamas and a couple neutral dressy clothes for babies. We just didn't, we didn't have enough. And if you're out there, I'm going to tell you right now, get a lot of pajamas with a zipper on them. The last thing you want to do is little snaps at two o'clock in the morning when the baby's been screaming his head off and you are tired and uh, the wife is cranky and all that. Don't get the snap ones. We got these from, I think it was H&M. I counted 19 snaps, 19 snaps. Doing that, are you kidding me? Who designed that? That's horrible. That's horrible. Just get the ones with the zipper on them and call the day and get get a bunch of them because you're going to blow through them. Uh, we were doing at least at least one load of laundry a day. Mo- probably more often than not, it was like two to three loads of laundry because things just spew out of babies. I don't know where it comes from. That's just what happens. So <clears throat> we kind of touched on, on those three topics, and that's 
that's all I can really voice on it. You just kind of figure things out, you know, emotionally, that's going to be very subjective. Everybody's going to have their own emotions going into their house. My only advice, again, take a step back and look at things um, and, and be happy that you're home. Be happy that you have the the support. Um, if you do, if you don't find somebody, somebody's out there to, to help support you in any way they can. Uh, clinically, guys out there, gals who are, who are, have a partner, you're going to be, I think you're going to be taking care of, uh, multiple people. Uh, that was my situation. Um, logistically, I don't know. Yeah. Things are going to change. Things will change, but it's not as bad in, in this state of the game. Logistically right now, my life is upside down. <laughs> this is the first day I've had in the house alone. I, I don't know, since I was 15, it feels like. I don't know. Um, so at the end of the day, time, time is weird. Time is weird. I feel like every day goes faster and faster. So I try and soak in the little moments. And I wish, I do wish that I could go back and soak in a little bit more when, when he was a baby. And, um, but I also feel like it's more fun now, now that there's responses going on and he know he can see our faces and, and react to us and laugh. And it, it is a lot more fun. Um, but at the end of the day, that was my, that was my experience here. Uh, prepare all you want, make sure you got the goods at home. We talked about that in a previous episode. I will be going over what I think are essential products to have things that were like, Oh dear God, this is a game game changer. I can't imagine life without these products. I'm going to be very tough on them too. I'm not just going to throw every product at you, but there are some that I'm like, I wouldn't have a baby without that thing. So that's, that's upcoming. Hopefully Adam and Bill are going to stop being bums. And um, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, we are at bottles.n.bottles. We are on YouTube, of course. Um, Go follow us. Uh, subscribe. That's what I meant to say. Subscribe. That's what all the YouTubers say. I don't know why. Maybe they make money. I'm not looking to make money, but go subscribe. Because uh, why not? It's it's clicking a button. Just just go do it. And um, thanks for joining us. We'll we'll see you soon. As always, bottles up. <laughs> <laughs>